Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Wait, so you really want to make a podcast? Do, 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 do. Yeah, what if we just sang our um, music? Maybe we should get some real music, Samantha. The podcast king. Oh, you're still recording. Three, two. Survival Jobs is a podcast spotlighting artists, their side hustles, and their passions. Hosted by Samantha Titsula and Jason A. Coombs. Boom. Sweet. Okay. Love it. Okay. Another one. Hi, Jason. Another <laughs> one bites the dust. Yes. Or like DJ Khaled would say, another that- one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but yeah, you sounded good. You sounded like him. Do that again, please. Oh, that was like a guess. That was just like a random. Oh, it sounded great. It sounded oh, very on point. Proud of you. Thank you. Maybe he'll come on the podcast one day. Put it into the universe. Hello. Come on, DJ Colin. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why I think about Alicia Keys when I think about him, but then maybe oh. Alicia Keys will come. I love Alicia Keys. Yes. Love She's her. She's incredible. Loved yeah. her on The Voice. She's so gorgeous, too. She's like, I don't wear any makeup. I said, yeah, I would. <laughs> I'm like, let me just put a little concealer on my eye bag. But good for you, girl. Good for you. She's got that good skincare routine, okay? Yeah, she's the truth. I say Jason, that a lot. <laughs> I know, I do. I love it. We'll put it in one of our drinking games anytime Jason says the truth or facts. <laughs> you say facts a lot, too. I do say facts a lot. Jason, have you seen anything cool, any great art, anything inspiring? I watched Malcolm and Marie. Have you watched that yet? No, I feel like everything you tell me, I never have seen. Yo, it just came out like a couple a couple weeks ago, um, oh. but it's with Zendaya and David Washington, which is uh, Denzel Washington's son, which Whoa. I didn't even realize that until he was in uh, Black Klansman. And I was like, oh, this actor is so good. And then I realized it was Denzel's son. I was like, of course, he has to be good if his dad is Denzel Washington. Yeah, so besides being a really good movie that they shot during the pandemic, a really cool thing that I read was that, because it's Zendaya, or Zendaya, I don't know how I say it correctly. I think but, um, Zendaya. Zendaya, I think, right? I think so. Yeah. Well, that beautiful, talented, Emmy Award-winning actress, she and David Washington gave points to like everybody who worked on the film. You know how like actors get residuals from projects? But they made it so everybody who worked on the film gets residuals, which, I, wow. which has like never really happened before. That's huge. I didn't that is huge, right? So like gaffers and PAs and DPs, wow. like everybody will get a little piece of the pie. Honestly, which, rightfully so. Right? Yeah. So it's like Ma Rainey, where it's kind of like that one location, which we probably talked about before, how we like that. So it's kind of like a play, right? It's set in that one location. It's like over the course of a couple hours, a one night of this relationship. And it was really, really cool and really inspiring to see people make something so creative during the pandemic. And obviously they have lots of money and they're, you know, they can invest lots of money into it. But I thought it was really, really inspiring. And it's in black and white, so it looks really beautiful. And the house that they shot it in is like really gorgeous. And it was definitely uh, worth the watch. Oh my gosh, I'll definitely have to check it out. I love that they gave the residuals to everybody because it is such a group effort, not just the stars or the actors who, who are speaking. So that's really... That's really beautiful. I love that. And they put everyone's name in the beginning too. Like, you know, like when it starts and you usually just like the, the big people's name, they put yeah. like everybody's name. There was like a title card of like everybody who worked on it at the very beginning. Wow. So like you ha- like if you don't stay for the credits, you like don't get to see people's names, but they were like, okay, you have to see. That's great. <laughs> I hope that I hope that, that in, informs like a lot of other projects coming. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, you have a survival job for us that you want to oh, yeah. reflect upon? I do. I have a I have a really good story. <laughs> so 
um, my first three months in New York, I think I got and quit about five to six jobs. But I am um, yeah. in that time, I, I booked a play. And, and by the way, it wasn't a play. It was kind of a joke, but I thought I had made it because kind it was, of a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> it was called something outrageous. And it was at the 45th Street Theater, you know, between I think eighth and ninth. So I thought I, I oh, made yeah. it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like basically on Broadway. But it was yes. Yeah. It was a sketch comedy show. The director had been like <laughs> black uh, blackballed is what you say when like somebody he could not post on playbill anymore so like i got the audition oh, on backstage oh. but he had so many complaints against him that he wasn't allowed to post on playbill and he's like telling me this story I'm at dead. like rehearsal number one and i'm like whatever i'm gonna be in a play within that that experience i got a little survival job because i had just quit a host job that I worked for, I think a day and I had no job or I was starting another job in two weeks. So I had yeah. no job. So the director, I really want to say his name, but I won't. Uh, was like, <laughs> Oh, you can stay after rehearsals and paint the theater, like paint the theater, paint the stage, paint. I literally was painting yes. floors and he's like, I'll pay you $10 an hour cash. And my rent was $425. So $10 an hour cash, like to be in my mind, I was like, I'm in a play and I'm getting paid to like help with the play. But it was yes. so busted. This guy was so weird. He would sit and like talk and he would just sit and talk to us while we were like painting and then like would pay cash and like find all these gigs uh, around the theater for us to help with. By the way, what's wrong with me? I've seen enough SVU <laughs> to like know that if somebody is actually banned, a director's banned from posting. But yeah, good idea, Samantha. Stay after with this man who's banned from fucking Playbill, <laughs> by the way, uh, and paint the stage. What a funny story. Hey, you're doing it. You're doing you were doing it. Yeah, so we have a really cool guest on today, Robert Peter Paul. I wish I've never met him in person, but we did a show, we did a Zoom show together. I was just so crazy. So it's, it's like so crazy so, world. It's so 2020 that you like have such a connection with this guy, uh, you mm -hmm. know, to bring him onto the show, but you've never met him in person, but you've yeah. had so many interactions over video. He's super talented um, and he's been, he's done some really awesome stuff. So, all right, let's learn a little bit about Rob. Rob is a charismatic and extremely gifted actor and writer originally from the cozy town of Chatham, New Jersey. He is a proud graduate of Marist College, the Lee Strasberg Theater and Film Institute, and the UCB among other programs. He has been passionate about acting in all mediums since making his off-Broadway debut at the York Theater at age seven. And since then, he's been seen in film and TV and theater productions across the country. In 2015, Rob founded the Robert Peter Paul Productions to assist other actors in navigating this wild and crazy industry. You can usually find him hanging out with his family and friends, watching a movie, and eating lots of Nutella. He loves Nutella. I think he's like a Nutella sponsorship. Really? <laughs> Is he? Yeah. That's fierce. I, so. I love Nutella also. So like good mm. taste for Rob, right? Yes. So good. Wow. I um, love Yeah. So I want to go put Nutella on a waffle right now. <laughs> I might. <laughs> Should <laughs> we talk to, to him? Trying to get my summer bod, but that's not going to happen I'm if dead. I do that. Um, yeah, let's talk to him. <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop worrying about my summer bod or what I want to eat. Hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. guys. 
thank you so much for coming on. You're lucky number three. This is episode <gasps> three. And by the way, three is one of my lucky numbers. Well, technically four, but <laughs> he's got. Oh my oh. god, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> You're right. It is four. <laughs> I was gonna say third time's the charm. Shit. Third guess is the charm. Uh, okay, okay. Okay. That's true. You are the third yeah. guest, so this is still valid. It's so weird though to be talking to you, Rob, because I always call you Alan because I we know. did a, we did a show together, and I yes. always call you by your character. We were best friends, and I always call you by your character name. So. Yeah, I had to add because um, you're obviously <laughs> for those who don't know, your character name was Kevin. I had to mm-hmm. add that to your contact name because I kept typing Kevin, and you weren't coming up. <laughs> so I was oh like, I'm God. just going to put Jason Kevin. So that's your name in my phone. <laughs> Wait, what show were you guys in together? We did a remotely filmed uh, web series, like kind of at the height of the pandemic called A oh, Safe wow. Distance. And oh, that's wow. like how we met. So we've never seen each other in person, which is crazy. No, yeah, Rob. So we're happy to have you on the show today. Um, excuse me, I sound like a hot mess because <laughs> I'm a little under the weather, but I didn't want to miss you sound this. Great. Let's kick it off though. Because um, yeah. we are talking about survival jobs and we wanted to talk to... People that inspire us, people that we admire, people that have survival jobs that can, you know, give us a little bit of inspiration. And, you know, so we wanted to talk to you. You could share some knowledge with us. What was your your best survival job and why? Let's kick it off with that. Okay. I think was being a tour guide in New York City because... Really? Okay. So as soon as I graduated college, I was kind of like, I'm going to need a survival job. But if I'm going to get another job that's not you know, acting or writing, I still wanted to be in the entertainment industry because I feel like at least then I'll still be like kind of making connections and maybe staying creative. For sure. I got this job to, yeah, being a tour guide on like an entertainment pop culture tour in New York City with an unnamed like celebrity news show. And, uh, ooh, yeah. Sounds fun. We will not mention the name. Uh, And it was, yeah, it was really fun. It was on a bus. Was it a pink bus? It was a red bus. Okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. It was close. Yeah, it was, close. It was really close. <laughs> I took one of those tours once and I believe it was a pink bus and I was <gasps> thinking, what if you were my tour guide Could and then we're here? Yes, but I believe I was on a pink bus, so disregard. <laughs> You're like, and it was awful. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. Okay, good. well, even better. Uh, it was so much fun though. And I feel like, I, I didn't even know, first of all, how much work it would be to become a tour guide. You have to like take a really long test, get certified. And like, I'm just trying to like shout out, like there's Beyonce's house, like, you know what I mean? But I had to know all these (laughs) facts about like uh, New York City. So it was really cool to go through that process. And then, I don't know, being a tour guide, you kind of like have your own show and people have to listen to you and you you say stupid jokes and they have to pretend to laugh. Um, And it's also a great schedule and you get tips. So I I really enjoyed that. I can see you like killing that job and getting mad tips at the end of the day well it was it was good when we weren't like flying along the highway and i was like rolling around on the ground because i never sat <laughs> i would like walk up and down the aisles and like <laughs> hold on to people for dear life but sometimes the bus would break down what oh yeah oh, there was filled with tourists you filled with tourists sometimes wow. like we would either get in an accident or like see an accident happen and like people would just be taking oh, pictures and i'm like oh my god that person's bleeding get um, in an accident Oh yeah, one time no. we, we hit a cab. It was <gasps> kind of crazy, yeah. No, of and all course the, it was a cab. I know. <laughs> we were right around the corner from where we were going to end the tour too. And everyone yeah. on the bus is just like, I'm getting off here. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, what was the certification like? Like, what did you have to do? Um, I had to study 
and then take a test. <laughs> so it was just study. like, yeah, it was just memorizing facts. And then you go to the New York City government office and just sit in front of a computer and, you know. That is legit, huh? I'm like jealous. I, that's like kind of like survivor job I've always wanted, but I never got. Like I ended up at 9 Memorial. Do it. Well, I don't know if they're going to be tours anytime soon, but once they're back, no, I think I, I recommend it. I'm like having flashbacks. I think I got like to the final two for our Sex in the City tour guide. Yes, mine was the same company. Yeah, I didn't book it, obviously, and it they was a pink you. bus. It was a pink bus because that's why I took it. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys, it's all coming back to me. I took the tour to like get prepared and then I didn't yes. book it. Wow. Hey, Celine Dion. How good to also like dodge a serving job. I actually don't know if you did, but like, and still make tips not being mm. a waiter. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I kind of, I mean, I feel like that's a rite of passage as a, an actor. So I, I almost like wish I was a waiter. So, so that's an amazing survival job. So what was your worst? I, you know, every job has its moments, but I've, I've been pretty lucky overall. I think the worst for me was the one time I accepted like an office job that was still in entertainment, but it was a film distribution company and they were great. And it was really cool because I got to see a totally different end of the business, you know, how like these distribution companies were picking up movies that were coming from festivals and I was always talking about movies and watching them and watching trailers, but you know, the whole time I'm like, well, I wish I was in this movie. Um, and so that was just, that was the most soul crushing for me because I was sitting in, you know, a cubicle, there were white walls mm. and I very quickly realized, you know, we left on good terms, but I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't sit here from nine to five in front of a computer. Oh yeah. Um, Those are tough. You know? Yeah. So it kind of like reaffirmed. I'm like, I got it. Yeah. I got to keep auditioning. And everything I think to date has been remote for me now. So it's a lot easier. Right. How long were you working there at that desk job? I think like maybe I was doing it simultaneously with the tour guide gig. I think I I wanted to stay at least like six months because I feel like if you leave any sooner, I would feel a little rude. So I think I was there like half a year at least. That's like probably my shortest and worst job. Samantha and I had some really short, some shorties. Yeah, much shorter than six months. Like, good <laughs> really? for you for sticking it out. Yeah, I stayed yeah. at a job for like a week before or a shift. I got to go. I got both job beat. I, I was three hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was. He was, was like, three fuck. hours. Wow. I was like, fuck what, this. What <laughs> oh, it was just, yeah, it wasn't for you. Um, <laughs> actually, you did remind me. I, there was a job where I tried to quit after a month. Wait, you tried. <laughs> and then I ended up staying a year. A year after a month. Yeah, I, I actually no. I shouldn't say too much information about it, but um, yeah, my boss was yeah. There were a lot of there was an ego and there was just a lot of meanness, and that's one thing I can't put up with. Like when people aren't kind, I'm I'm out. Yeah. Yo, facts, yeah, you know? facts. Yeah. Especially now, like if you can't be a genuine kind person, like why would I want to work for you? Yeah. When you're in the thick of it and there's stress, <laughs> like. You can't always be perfect, but there's a difference between like that and like someone just treating their employees like they're, you know, made of plastic and like because dispensable. they can, yeah. And it's like a, a yeah. power. It's a power thing. They yeah. have the powers and they use it because they can. Yeah, yep. and you're like, I hate that. Go eat a dick, dude. I maybe <laughs> shouldn't have just screamed dick on the podcast, but I just... <laughs> you scream it. Was, yeah, thank you. I was, really don't. I said it very softly. Yeah. I'm going to read this quote about you, Rob, uh, from Broadway World, about Ooh. your performance in Newsies. 
at the Westport Country Playhouse. It says, this spectacular cast features the incredibly talented Robert Peter Paul, who based both on the stage performance and numerous others I have seen him in, is arguably Fairfield County's best stage actor. Robert consistently has that stellar acting ability to make the audience connect with whatever character he portrays, further doing so in his moving solo letter from The Refuge. I feel like I was reading that like Christopher Walken, but uh, yeah, how did, oh. it feel, how did that feel to be voted as best actor in Fairfield County, Connecticut? Oh man, that was a very nice statement. And I will deflect it by saying that that production was really just like magical to be a part of. It was, it was a really special production because the director was in the original Broadway cast of Newsies. And then he's really, that's so cool. Yeah. And he's also in the Disney plus one. That's like streaming now. Chaz Wilka. Hey Chaz. Um, Hey Chaz. Oh, Chad or Chaz? Chaz. Yeah. Sorry. Probably like like Chaz Bono. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Chaz. Chaz. Yeah. Chaz can be a guest. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure he would love that. Um, You know, yeah. I I miss theater in the stage so much. And just like, you know, know, how does he feel that energy from the audience and. Yeah, it sucks. It's been tough, but I feel like we're coming yeah. back to something soon, right? I, it's slowly creeping back, and I don't think it's going to be normal for a while, but I think I think you'll be on the stage soon, Rob. Speaking about performing and missing theater, what led you to choose to be an artist? I personally don't think it was a choice. That might sound really corny, but it just was something I innately always have done like I feel like I came out of the womb and I was like hello and then I would like put on you know (laughs) shows in like my living room with my family yeah I would like charge you know make pretend tickets and I was just always creative and and storytelling and that's something I've tried to get back like when you're a kid it's so easy because it's so much fun and you enjoy it so much and you just approach everything with like an open heart and it's so lighthearted. and then as you learn more and more you kind of like I feel like at least me, like you, sh- you constrict your brain into being like, uh, you know, if it's TV film, you like be, be smaller and like, don't move your face. Like you get like all these little things and yeah. classes, different methods, and you kind of lose that like childhood spark. So I've been trying to mm. get that back and just like approach everything, every audition I get now with like, okay, am I enjoying this? Like, is this fun? Because if yeah. you're having fun, no matter what happens, at least you can say, I had fun. Like I had fun filming that, but I don't, yeah, I don't remember a time ever thinking like I could do anything else. That is so beautiful. And so funny what, you know, Jason and I interviewed each other. I said the, I answered that question the exact same way. I said, I don't think it was a choice. And I know that sounds corny. I remember like when Men in Black came out. Do you guys remember that? that oh, yes. Movie? I love Men in Black. Of course. Well, I remember like dressing up like <laughs> in my church clothes, like in a little like blazer, like when I was a kid. It was even black, but I was like pretend I was the Men in Black. <laughs> I like, didn't have like a black suit. Oh, and you put like a little like, pad in your pocket. To, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I would just like play by myself like all day long. You yeah. Know? Like, you just like have these crazy worlds that you would just make up in your room and or like outside and I miss that. Like, I miss it, that freedom to dream. Yeah. Oh, that, that's such a good way to put it. Like, my parents used to walk in 
on me when I was little, like in my bedroom, just <laughs> looking in the mirror, like making weird faces or like putting on shows <laughs> of like my stuffed animals. I, I was such a weirdo. And I say weirdo in like the best way because yeah, I think same. weirdos are awesome. I but agree. It's, it's true. <laughs> I also used to always do the uh, sugar water, like, you know, from Men in Black when he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> <that part> <laughs> I do. I used to do that all the time. Oh my gosh, I want to watch that movie now. Can you give that to us again, please? <laughs> I need it again. Uh, okay, let me try and find that moment. Sugar water! Excellent. I, think that was it. <laughs> I didn't quite have the motivation. So you've done a bunch of stage, you've done um, on screen, you've done a web series on Zoom, mm -hmm. uh, you've been in Joseph, you've been the best actor in Fairfield County after Newsies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite professional artistic experience? I mean, you worked with me. Uh, oh, that, yeah, that was lovely. Um, that was the best. But besides that one. One of my favorite professional experiences, I would say my first role in what felt to me like a real um, movie. I don't, I mean, all movies are real, but it was like a James Franco film. And it oh, had yeah, funding. King Cobra. Yeah, it yeah. had a, a great crew. It, it filmed on like this beautiful farm um, in the Hudson Valley. And I had like such a tiny role, but you know, I got to be on this farm and there were horses and everyone was so kind. And I remember I, you know, I had like, I don't know, four or five lines and it was towards the end of the movie. And I just like rehearsed them so much to get them into my brain. And like the way the scene was set up, you know, when you get a script and you're not always like, clear what's going on yeah but, but you have like a sense of it I, or maybe I'm just you know a little dumb or slow but like <laughs> when I got to the set I was like mm, this wasn't totally what I thought um and I had these lines ready to go no matter what and the director who was awesome just turned to me and he was like all right the sun is setting so those lines are because I had to say something about the sun he's like those lines are a little different he's like just just improv it you guys figure it out all right and oh my uh, God. quiet on set and I'm like because I had like just gotten there and been waiting all day. And, but you know, I, I love improv, but I, I didn't expect it. So I don't know what uh, ended up in the movie. But, right. Um. And you were probably like nervous, this like big set. And they're like, just improvise. Yeah. But that was such a great lesson because I, uh, you know, you always got to be ready. You got to be ready. Got to be ready to improv. You got to roll with the punches. It's never, you know, you never know what's going on uh, with the feedback you get too. Cause he could have come up and been like, I need you to say something different. And I could have thought it was the way I was saying it, but it was really because the sun was changing or whatever. So yeah. it was a, it was a cool experience all around. And then I got to it cool. uh, go see it like in the theater. Um, oh, like at the premiere? They, they had like a little premiere at the Trebekah Film Festival and they were probably like, what's this like, <laughs> what's this like little supporting cameo doing here? Hey, but, like, there are no oh. small parts. It's actually true. Uh, Wait, that's amazing. It was at the Tribeca Film Festival? Yeah, so that was, that was really love special. I Tribeca Film Festival. I Samantha worked for them. Yeah. Oh, did. did you? Yeah, what year was the film? Maybe we were there. See, we've crossed paths so many times, kind of, no, and had like, no we idea. On the other side of the wall. Like, there we are. I almost was a, a PA at the Tribeca Film Festival like a couple years in a row, too. It's wow. Fun. Yeah. Is that what you did? No, I was a jury liaison. Um, so she fan she fancy like that uh, fancy. I s just had a team of 
kind of A-list celebrities who were watching the films and then judging them. And I basically was just their assistant for the festival, making sure their car picked them up, making sure they were at the mm. screening. It was fun. It was a great experience. That's, that's Hi, Tribeca Film Festival. Pretty glad, yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I did a movie um, and I had... I didn't get to go. There was no premiere for it, but it was like in in the movie theaters for one week in New York City in one movie theater. And I remember I went and I was the only one. I was the only one in the movie theater. Who are you? <laughs> well, I sat there. I sat there. And I, I watched it. It was like a private yeah. screening. Uh, it was so pretty you walked funny. out, were you like, were you like to yourself, like, wait, were you were you in that movie? Yes, I yes, I was. Thank <laughs> you for recognizing me. Like no, I I kind of wanted to leave because I like my scenes were early on. And I was like, I kind of just want to go. But I watched the whole thing. I was like, I should watch I know. Do you guys feel that way about watching yourselves too? It's it's not fun. It's so cringy. I like don't. But you then you have to for self-tapes now. And I'm like And then I do a million. Oh yeah. So so Rob, you're an actor, but you also are an interviewer, right? You interview celebrities and actors and artists as well. So who's the who's your favorite person that you've spoken with, interviewed, and have they given you any good advice? And would you be so kind as to share that advice with us? So when I first started interviewing people, my last question would always be like, what's your best piece of advice for actors? Like I would always hit that question. So I have a lot of gotten a lot of great answers over the years. Two come to mind. I I interviewed Kristen Chenoweth once and she said she had such a beautiful statement about the audience and the actors and how Mm. it's like an exchange of love. And that's like, kind of like, it's not like a piece of advice, but that's just like stuck with me as like a great definition for an audience. And it reminds me that we're in this together. Yeah. I love that because then it sort of, sorry, it sort of takes out the nerves, right? It's yeah. Yeah. You're, it's an offer of love or whatever. An exchange of love. Exchange, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like a mutual exchanging of love, I think she said. I don't want to misquote her. I think in that same interview, she gave some advice. I forget what it was. It was like, she definitely said something about having a survival job. Like she was like, make sure you have a a survival job. So I'll find that for you. Oh, okay. Another one that popped into my head is Jessica Chastain. One time I asked Jessica Chastain what her best piece of advice for actors was. And she said, do something every day that makes you feel like an actor. When she first, Love that. yeah, and I guess when she was first auditioning, she was yes. transcribing, um, I think Hamlet, to be for a like a screenplay to be for a female lead instead. Like she was like, just do something every day that makes you feel creative and reminds you of you know what you're trying wow. to do. Because so many people tell you no and that you're not an actor uh, and that you're aspiring or whatever. So that was yeah. like a nice thing. I love that. I feel like yeah. I used to do that. And when I first moved to New York and then I stopped, <laughs> you know, you get defeated, but that's great. That's a great <laughs> um, thing to do to make you stay motivated and happy and inspired rather than being mm-hmm. crushed from something like, well, you know, a survival job. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like, we always are like, I need something to inspire me and go, but I'm starting to see that like, just do it. Just do something like it's, it's more like a cycle. Like it's not like you have to be inspired and then you do something. And then like the creativity comes, it's like, no, start doing something. And then maybe you'll get inspired as you're doing it to create something. It's just, I feel like it's all a little, little cycle. Yeah. It's mind over matter, you know, whatever. For sure. 
I love that. There's room at the table for everybody. Listen, good. There is. We got to keep the room because we are all <laughs> we are all hungry. Oh yes. Oh, oh yes. I love that. <laughs> if you want to talk about hunger, what am I going to? Yeah. Speak. I mean, speaking of, <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of hunger, like, why do you keep doing this? Why do you keep pounding the pavement? Why do you keep? sending self-tapes during a freaking pandemic and you have to like play with the lighting and play with the camera. Like what, what keeps you going? Oh, that, that question like makes my heart beat. I feel like maybe you guys can attest, but you keep going because you can't stop. Like, I, I feel like I can't not do this. There are times. Hashtag like, facts. Yeah. Like, and it's not, it's not perfect. Like there are times like we were just saying before we're in the middle of an audition. You're like, what am I doing? Like I suck. I'm not. I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough, you know? Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you, you you have to try and go back to why, why you dream of doing this in the first place. And for me, it's like storytelling. I love telling stories because like, even I guess to funnel it down further, which we also just said, like, I love connecting with other people. Like, I feel like it's all about human connection and I keep doing this because I feel like it's my way of like contributing in some way to the world, like, you know, by, you know, not to like, I don't even know how to say it properly, but it's just about, I always feel like if I can make somebody laugh or smile or, you know, cry or relate to something, then I've done my job. Like for me, it's, it's those moments of uh, like after a show, when someone comes up to you and tells you a little story about like, you know, how that part of the show moved them or whatever it is, like, that's so special that, that we have that opportunity to, to do that. So I love that, Alan. Oh my gosh. Rob, I think I just fell in love with you. Thank you for sharing that. So what is your dream role or collaboration as an actor, an artist? I feel like I haven't found it yet. I mean, there are certainly roles I want to play. I guess I just really want to collaborate with like, like-minded, like kind, not, sorry, not just like-minded, like all different kinds of minded people that are kind-hearted, and I feel like when a story hits home with you, you know, I actually, the other day, I don't know why I was trying to think of roles and stories that I want to play and yeah. what they have in common or like why I watch certain shows, like all of my favorite things, like why I like them. I was trying to find like a through line. I don't, I don't know why. I think things that like fall within whatever it is that I came up with in my head, that's like already gone and buried under like what I'm making for dinner tonight and other weird thoughts that are circuitous. You know when something yeah. comes your way. But ultimately, I will do whatever. So just send me an email and let me know, and I'll be there. <laughs> cast them, cast them. Okay, so Rob, we're wrapping up. It's been so no! great talking to you, but we don't want to... I know we want to keep you here. Thing, don't worry. So the last question, which is Samantha's favorite question. So you should be asking it, but I guess I'll try to do you justice. You got it, you got <laughs> um, it. If you had to work your least favorite survival job for the rest of your life, to have your dream artistic job for only three years and then have to return to it until retirement, would you do it? Whew, that's a mouthful. Aww. I think I would. And I, I think back to, you hear so many people like hitting success with acting later in life. And that really inspires me because I think it's like we were saying before, your part is your part. Like there's a part for everyone and yes. you just have to be ready, you know, when preparation, oh, preparation meets marks. opportunity yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So yes. I See, I can't even just say yes. I had to I had to add more. 
Oh, thanks, Rob. You really, this was so inspiring. You are a great guest. Um, (laughs) But we always love to end every episode with a little game. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So your game is a true or false game, and it's surrounding celebrities and survival jobs. So we're going to ask you a few questions about a celebrity. We're going to say, hey, this person did this as their survival job before they made it big. And you're just going to simply answer true or false. Jason, why don't you take the first one? If I can stick to one word. (laughs) All right. First one, true or false. Before Christopher Walken got his big break, he was a lion tamer for a traveling circus. I'm going to say true. You're yes, correct. it is true. Ding, 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 ding. ding, ding. ding. <laughs> he was a lion <laughs> tamer. liquid IV. <laughs> yep, the package is going to be waiting on the front step after this. Okay, next question. True or false, Rosie O'Donnell's survival job was being an ice cream taster for new flavors at Ben and Jerry's. Okay, I actually have a story. I have a Rosie O'Donnell story if you want it. I um, want it. We want it. Okay, but I'm going to say false first. Correct. Two out of two. Yeah. How'd you know? But I was on Rosie O'Donnell's show when I was a little kid. No, really? I loved the Rosie O'Donnell show. Me too. <laughs> I'm just going to give you the log line. I put money in her pants. <laughs> they had a fake like vault on the set with like Chase Bank and she was raising money for charity and she wore these like really big like overalls and so me and my cousins who were just like little kids at the time were like her friends that ran out and the money money was flying all over this vault and we just had to pick it up and shovel it and put it in her pants but obviously we were like all ham so like we were putting it in her pants but then we realized the lights and the cameras were on we were like throwing the money up in the air and she's like no this is for charity like put it in my pants (laughs) question three True or I false? You. No, it's all good. No, this is how we do it. We love it. This is how we do it. Okay. Uh, Gabby Sidibe worked as a phone sex operator pretending to be a 21-year-old girl named Melody. True or false? I think that's true. Rob, do you know the answers? I guess. You're right. It's true. Ding, ding, ding. Oh! <laughs> Wait, is okay. Rob? Three for three. Rob, are you, do you have access to the Google Doc? You know all the answers. All right. My real survival job is a hacker. Wow, that a lot of money being a hacker. Have you ever seen How to Get Away with Murder? They made a lot of money. Oh, I love How to Get Away with Murder. (gasps) We stand Viola. (gasps) Viola, she she can do no wrong. Okay, true or false, Rob? Hugh Jackman worked as a party clown before he made his living as an actor. True. Rob. Ding, ding, ding. 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 Four for four. So good. Let me say how much I love The Greatest Showman. Like, I feel like people don't talk about that movie. Oh, yeah. So good. I'd like come to Broadway. That that reminds me. This is my last tangent. Um, When I first graduated and I was working as, uh, you know, like a background performer, my grandma came with me to this casting office and they were like, you're signing up too, right? And she was like, so like touched that all of a sudden me and my grandma started doing background work together. (gasps) Oh, uh, really? so She's, fun. Yeah, girl started booking more than me. Like, on The Good Wife, she was, like, a regular, like, <laughs> friend. Um, I'm dying. That's so that's fun. That's amazing. And the first time we did The Good Wife together, she was such a fan of the show. And it was a courtroom scene that she was literally watching as if she was, like, at the theater. She was like, <laughs> and they were, like, they, they literally had to call cut. And they were, like, extra number, like, 11 or whatever. Like, <laughs> come here. Like, go in the back. And my poor grandma is, like, oh. No, she's that is so good. They're like extra number 11. 
<laughs> Wait, can we get your grandma on the show next? <laughs> Honestly, you should. She's amazing. Anyway, this is a game show, and I am so sorry. All right, okay. last true or false. Rob, true or false. Morgan Freeman. I should do my best Morgan Freeman voice. Um, no, Morgan Freeman worked as a grave digger before he hit it big. Ooh, this is the one that's stumping me a little bit. I'm going to say true. It's false. Oh, we were so close. We should have ended on four. It should have ended on four. (laughs) You really did a great job on that. I don't know if I would have gotten all of those. I know. Great job, That was really fun. We're coming to an end, Rob. Yeah, guys. Oh. Rob. Well, listen. What do you have coming next, though? (laughs) You guys are like, I'm going to wrap this up, not you, bitch. Um, (laughs) You can wrap it up. You can wrap it up. We want to know what's coming next. But what's... Okay, what's coming? What's coming next? Yeah, I've been auditioning a lot more recently, which is inspiring because it, it seems to be picking back up. Um, I I was supposed to film for a pilot like before, right b- before the pandemic hit. It was supposed to be in May. So hopefully we'll do that soon. Yeah, I've, I'm also, as you mentioned, like a writer. So that's what I'm doing a lot. I'm writing for a lot of different websites like Backstage and uh, Hola USA. And screen rant. Yes. Fun. You can find me there. You can find we'll me on TikTok. All those links. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're like the king of TikTok. TikTok Are you? TikTok. I have to find you. How exciting. No, I'm just a weirdo on there, but I do recommend it. It's a great way to stay creative. Yeah. Rob, tell all, all of our listeners where they can find you on social media. Drop your handles. <laughs> yeah. Come. Let's be friends. Um, at Rob Peter Paul on everything, I believe. So wow. yes, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Boom. I think TikTok Snapchat. actually TikTok actually might be at Robert Peter Paul. But um, mm. you know, you can find me amidst all the pretend accounts. No, I'm pretty easy <laughs> to find. I love it. Well, thank you, Rob, for being here. <laughs> um, thank you for sharing some wisdom with us and being so kind and generous with your time and inspiring. We fucking love you. Fucking love you. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love you guys. No, no, I was going to say to all our followers, just make sure you guys follow us as well on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and like our podcast. If you enjoy the past couple episodes, make sure you follow us, leave us some reviews. Um, yeah, because we're trying to make this thing happen so we can get more guests as amazing as Rob. Yay. So, oh, well, thank you so much. I know we've like said thank you and had so many love fest moments, but we really appreciate you coming on. But I will say on behalf of our listeners, the fact that you guys are doing this in pandemic times too is like even more inspiring because just getting out of bed, you guys started a whole new adventure. So thank you for letting me be here. This was so much fun. Can you give us 16 bars before we end? I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, (laughs) it was red and yellow (laughs) and green and green. Oh, I love the music. Okay. I got you. <laughs> I love that song. All He's right. a musical theater junkie. Aren't we all at some point in our lives? Well, <laughs> some of us forever. Thank you again. Thank you. Oh, thank you guys. This made my day. This was so much fun. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio.